This week on The Breakup Breakdown. We had like a great time on our honeymoon. Very last night we were there, he was sleeping and I was still up and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to check in our flights. Like we're leaving like at five in the morning. And so I was on his iPad, I was on like Delta, you know, I'm checking into the flight and a text message comes across the screen and it's just like a line of kissy faces. So I know who she is, like obviously never would think she's like a threat. It's always the ones they tell you not to worry about. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you're new here, this is the podcast that gets more details about those messy breakups that you want to know more about. Whether it's something that you've seen on TikTok or maybe it's somebody, you know, personally, but you're a little afraid to ask them about their breakup story or it could be your own. Whatever it is, we love hearing the tea, but also getting the lessons along the way. So if you want to submit a story tip or your own story, you can head to the episode description. I've got a submission form link there. And as always, if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, you can find timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this week, we've got a submission about somebody who found out that they were getting cheated on on their honeymoon. Yikes. But before we get into that, as always, every week we give a shout out to a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country. This week, we're giving a shout out to Partnership for Families and Children and Adults in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Their programs directly serve people seeking safety from domestic violence or even young adults who are seeking shelter and have aged out of the foster system. So if you want to find out how you can support them, head to the episode description for details. Okay, into the submission. So first of all, the real MVP of season four is freaking Susie from TikTok. Thank God she hates store-bought pesto because the amount of story tips I have been able to get from this one stitch trend on TikTok has been amazing. So I got tagged in this TikTok from, again, that same stitch trend from TikTok where Susie's like, call me crazy if you want, but I've never liked store-bought pesto and they're like oh my god crazy but not as crazy as this and i'll play the clip for you it's a woman who said she got cheated on on her honeymoon my wedding cost thirty thousand dollars which i paid for um so out of like the total cost my husband's family gave twenty five hundred dollars and i paid for the rest of it and then like a day after my wedding we went to the dominican republic for our honeymoon so we're on our honeymoon we have like this great time right like just married and the very last night that we're there he's sleeping and i'm like oh oh crap i forgot to check into the flights and so i grab his ipad and a like text message comes across the ipad because it was like synced to his phone and it's just like a text of a bunch of kissy faces. Anyways, I like click on it and like go to this like message string. And so then I like start scrolling and I'm like looking at all the messages and he's like full blown sleeping with this chick. He literally had sex with her two days before we got married, two days. So here's the one big thing I've learned since doing this podcast. There's one question I almost always ask when I'm interviewing people. And my question is, what were the first signs that you knew something was wrong? What were the red flags? Because not always, but 90% of the time, there's something that somebody ignored in the beginning of that relationship that told them how this relationship would end. And so if I'm just going to spitball theories, if I'm just going to spitball theories, I have a feeling that this person cheated before the wedding and they ignored it. Maybe there was a gut feeling that he was cheating and they went through with the wedding anyway. Or maybe there was some kind of vibe about a certain person, if you know what I mean. It is so rare that cheating comes out of nowhere. That if it does in this episode, I'm literally going to be flabbergasted. And I'm going to be absolutely devastated for her because how do you go from the happiest day of your life where you are professing in front of your friends and family that this person is your forever to all of a sudden 
two days later thinking, hmm, actually, you know, that forever thing we were talking about, maybe not. Maybe not. So I'm invested. I want to get the tea. Let's find out what happened when we break down. I feel like there's two types of people in the world. The people that get super excited when the temps hit the 80s and the people who are like, holy crap, it's bathing suit weather and I do not feel my best. The warmer it is, the more dialed in I feel like I need to be with my nutrition. But I got to be honest with you. I hate cooking. Do I cook for myself and feel great? Or do I get takeout and eat a bunch of crap that's just honestly expensive and not that great for you? That's why I really enjoyed trying out Factor. Factor is is a meal service that requires no prep. All you got to do is heat them up in the microwave for like two minutes and they're chef crafted. So they're actually designed to meet your nutrition goals. Whether you're trying to watch your calories, get more protein in or follow a keto diet. There are 35 different meals and 60 add-ons to choose from with breakfast, lunches, dinners, and even desserts. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This week's breakup. So I actually met him at a New Year's Eve party that my best friend was having and she like randomly invited him because they went to elementary school together and she had a crush on him and that's why she invited him and then like I met him and we kind of just hit it off and and honestly I think like what made me fall in love with him I know this is like a little stereotypical, but like my previous relationships um, were always with, I would say like less than par guys. And he was just like extremely good looking, like he was successful. He just seemed like more intelligent than probably the previous guys that I dated. He had like life goals um, and he could really like envision like a family and a life and things like that. And so I just felt like I finally met for like, the first time someone who was like up to par with like the things that I wanted in life. I totally relate to that. You're just constantly wading through this sea of people who are so wrong for you so that when you find that right person, it's like you just want to cling on to them and you're willing to ignore just about anything to keep them around. How long did your relationship last? And at what point did things start to take a turn for the worse? We were together for three years when we got engaged. So we actually like went to the Dominican Republic on vacation and we like hired a photographer to do just like fun photos while we were on vacation. And he like proposed during the photo shoot. So uh, literally my engagement pictures are like, could be in a magazine, like on the beach, they were like picture perfect. And then we decided that we were going to wait two years to get married because, you know, we debated, are we going to do like a cheap, small wedding or like a big, really fancy wedding? And we decided on the big, fancy wedding. So we were engaged for two years. So in year five is when we got married and then our marriage, like lasted 15 months, but I filed for divorce at like the 10 month mark of the marriage. So would you say you had a pretty normal relationship for the majority of that? Or did you notice things throughout it that might have foreshadowed what was to come? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is a lot of times when you are in a relationship, you are blind to the red flags or you choose to ignore the red flags. And so some of the things that he used to do, like during the relationship is like, while we were together, I would got what I would call like my first like big girl, like corporate job, which was really exciting. I mean, you know, my salary like increased like crazy. And, you know, I bought a house by myself, like without him, like all these things kind of flourished. And there would be like just instances that like when I started working at that job that he like 
would accuse me of sleeping with my boss. He would accuse me of sleeping with like the male coworkers that I worked with. And like, we were kind of like in an environment where like, you know, a couple of times a week, like our coworkers, we would like go out for drinks. And it was always like this big deal that I went out for drinks. Like, why, who do you want to go see? Like, who are you hanging out with? And I would like invite him and be like, you can come and meet my coworkers. Like if you want to, like they're, they're all married, they have children, like they're just coworkers. Um, and he was constantly always accusing me of cheating was like the one flag. And then I would say the second one is before I met him, I went on this like weight loss journey where I lost 90 pounds. And so I was like at my best, I was like skinny. I was like a, working out every single day. I was super into it. Um, and he would constantly like tell me that he wasn't attracted to me because I was too fat. And I literally weighed like 150 pounds and, you know, I had like excess skin and stuff because like I lost 90 pounds and he would just be like, I'm not attracted to you. And like, I would complain to him basically about our sex life that like we weren't having sex enough. And like his answer was always because I like wasn't good looking enough for him. And like, for whatever reason, like I accepted him saying those types of things to me and still married him. Oh my God. I am so mad for you. Like you're kicking ass. Your bank account is popping off. And I mean, you're obviously feeling really good about yourself. This is so bizarre to me. If he's feeling insecurity and resentment towards you, it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. Cause like, okay, you're feeling jealous for some reason. So you're just going to like slow down the sex in your relationship. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing about it is too is like I feel like he very much influenced our lifestyle so like he grew up like with a family that like had boats and they would like always be in like marinas and like go on boat trips and like so our relationship involved into like buying a boat and being at like the fanciest marina um and going and we were in a yacht club and we like did all these things and so like uh, in hindsight like I always look back and say that like he was in love with the lifestyle I provided him not in love with me because like I would have never got into that in my life like without him um and it was all about like flashy like we have nice cars we have nice boats like we have nice things and like you know he grew up in like a ritzy area of where we live and like I didn't so like I just feel like he was much more materialistic than me as far as making sure like everything was brand name like even like our TVs like I mean just everything right they had to be the best of the best but I was buying it all so you know I had significantly had like a better job than him so I was buying it all and then he would treat me like that and I really think the reason that he was treating me like that is because he was cheating so I think you know one of the things that I've just like learned through the process I feel like is like a cheater is usually always accusatory of their partner of being a cheater because they're like masking what they're doing and I totally think that is what was going on the whole time 100% and I think it's a projection thing too I think it's a way to level you out with them oh well if I'm doing it they must be doing it too so you said you filed for divorce around 15 months of marriage what led up to that so we got married you know one of the things that you know our wedding is that I paid for 99% of it. So our wedding was like around $30,000. I think his family contributed about 2,500. My mom like bought my dress, but like for the most part, like I paid for the rest of it. Um, and so we had this like picture perfect wedding. It was awesome. And then like a day later we left and went to the back to the Dominican Republic, like where we got engaged for our honeymoon. And we had like a great time on our honeymoon. And then the very last night that we were there, he had brought like his iPad with him. And the very last night we were there, he was sleeping and I was still up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to check in our flights. Like we're leaving like at five in the morning. It was probably like 11 at night. And so I grabbed his iPad and like, I honestly didn't know that like iPads sync to iPhones. I didn't know that because I have an Android. And so I was on his iPad, I was on like Delta, you know, I'm checking into the flight and a text message comes across the screen and it's just like a line of kissy faces. 
And so I was like, like what, what it, so I obviously like immediately click on it and it goes to like a string of texts with uh, one of his coworkers. And so I'm like, you know, reading through the text and like basically everything they're saying to each other is like sexual. And this coworker in particular, I've met her before. I've met her at the Christmas parties. I mean, at this time, him and I were like 31 years old. This lady was probably like 56, 57 years old. And so I know who she is. Like, obviously never would think she's like a threat because she's like this older lady. And he was telling me, you know, before we ever got married, he was like driving her home from work for a period of time because like, I don't know, something happened to her car and she lived across the street from like where they worked. And so he's driving her home from work. And basically when he was driving home from work, he was like hooking up with her like on a daily basis. And before we went on our honeymoon, you know, we went tanning because we, you know, we didn't want to get like fried in the Dominican or whatever. So we were like, you know, tanning before we left. And he literally had like sent her nudes when he was like in the tanning bed, like in the room next to me. We're both there together tanning and he's like sending this woman nudes and he's like talking to her about you know like I'm getting married in two days today's the last day so like it confirmed he literally like slept with her two days before our wedding so I was in complete shock I texted my best friend I was like freaking out and she was like oh my god what are you gonna do you know and I didn't like wake him up I didn't do anything I just sat there and like waited till he woke up and when he woke up I just like took the iPad and like turned it and like showed it to him and he instantly started crying and he was like I I swear it was like because I was just scared that we were getting married and I was only going to be like with one person the rest of my life and like that's all it was about and you know I'm so sorry forgive me like literally the plane ride home we were both like bawling our eyes out like it was terrible you know a lot of people say to me like why didn't you get it annulled right away I mean I was like in love with him I like married him because like I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him we literally had only been married for five days my headspace wasn't just like divorce him and leave him right now you know I was like devastated I was heartbroken I remember like the day I went back to work I was like in a conference room and I literally just started bawling my eyes out like I couldn't even keep it together like the first day I went back to work and my boss like I told him what happened and he was like go home like go grieve I mean he totally was like I understand right by the way like a little fact of all this because like I talked about our sex life after we got married we didn't have sex for six months after we got married so like in that six months it was like constant fighting we were always always fighting he basically like wanted me to like his one apology that he gave me when I called him he like he wanted that to be the end of it like why did we have to keep bringing it up why did we have to keep talking about it like let's move on but then of course you know I'm obsessed with like checking his stuff like are you still cheating and literally his phone would be blank like he would have zero text messages like he didn't save anything like no even if it was just like his buddies everything was deleted his phone was blank like it was like a brand new factory phone facebook messages blank he would log out of like every app every single day he would change his passcode on his phone like weekly so i could like never figure it out i was like well you're clearly still doing something or why would you be acting like this like why wouldn't you be open to like making sure that like i feel secure because i caught you cheating and you know he would just revert back to like all the things i did wrong or like i still accusing me of like sleeping with my boss or like all those things and so you know we were not in a good place and i feel like the way that we masked that is like in that summer like because we had a boat and we're in a marina is like we would always just be hanging out with friends so it's like when we we're alone we didn't get along but when we we're with a bunch of people then it's like fun and you're like hanging out with your friends you don't have to like pay super close attention to each other and that's kind of how life was for a little while and then i got like a new job at the same company and when i got a new job my new manager was a very young attractive male but he was also married and had three children. So it wasn't anything like that. And my ex-husband messaged him 
on Facebook. So, well, let me rewind. So I had a work trip that was like two hours away and I asked him if I could drive with him because I had a lease and I was like already over my miles. And so I was like, hey, can we just carpool together? And I didn't tell my ex-husband because I know he's like jealous and going to say like you're sleeping with him. Right. So I'm like, I didn't even tell him. Well, he like hacked into my work phone, which my work phone is like password protected. It has to be. And he hacked into my work phone and he like saw the messages between us and he messaged that manager on Facebook and threatened to like tell his wife that he was being inappropriate with me as an employee. And I only worked with this guy for one month when this happened. And I don't want to like give away what my profession is, but let's just say that he probably made 500,000 or more that my boss did. Okay. And so on a Saturday morning, my boss calls me and he's like, what the hell do I need to warn my wife? Like, what is going on? And I didn't even know what happened, you know, and he told me and my ex-husband used to work like Saturday mornings till like noon or something. And he came home. And when he came home, I was like, I want a divorce. Like I'm done. Like you fucked with my livelihood. Like that's the last straw for me. I am completely done with you. That's it. You know, it took me probably like a couple of weeks to actually like get a lawyer and like physically file and all that. But he begged me, I mean, daily, like cried and begged me, like, let's go to counseling. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. Like, please don't leave me. And I just like absolutely refused. I was like, I never looked back. Like, I didn't even cry over it. You know, someone said to me recently, like, you mourned your marriage during the marriage. So when you started your divorce, you were over it. And I was like, you are totally right. Right. That is exactly what happened because when I hit that point, I was like, I am done. And I literally never looked back and I just went through with it. But he refused to move out of my house until like he legally had to. And so I had to live with him for five months during the divorce proceedings. And he like stayed in the spare bedroom, but like he made my life a living hell. Like he would like refuse to cut the grass. Like he would eat stuff and leave dirty dishes everywhere. I mean, he would just do like all these like crazy things just to like argue and fight with me. Like if I would leave, he would like sort through the things in like my bedroom. Like I literally had to buy like a lock on my door. So he'd like stop like going through my things, just trying to like find anything. I don't know even what he was looking for. Or like we had all our engagement photos like hanging up in the hall and he like took them all off the wall and like broke all the frames and put them all over my bed. I mean, he just did all this, all this crazy stuff until like he like legally had to get out. It was terrible. And we've been divorced now since like 2017. And I would say like last year is the first year that he finally stop bothering me for years and years and years. He's been reaching out to me saying I was his one true love. Like he still loves me. Like he's never loved anyone else. And he was engaged with someone else sending me messages like this. And he's just like, uh, you know, you taught me how to love, like all this BS. Like I have never responded to him or talked to him because I'm like, you are not worth my time. And I'm just like, you know, I was completely over him from the day that I said I wanted a divorce. Oh my God. Well, I also think <laughs> your situation is so textbook to how men and women mourn the ends of relationships. Like for him, I, I have this theory that men never leave relationships or even think about it unless there's somebody else to run to. And for him, that's with the cheating. And with women, I think, like your friend said, the women mourn the relationship and kind of mentally prepare themselves before they actually make the decision to leave. Once you finally got out, was your main emotion just like relief or did it all kind of hit you and be like, oh shit, like what, what was the last six years of my life? Well, I was just like, I have to get through this because I know he's going to make it a battle because he didn't want to get divorced. So I actually feel like I put my armor on and I became strong. And like part of the story is that like the day that I told him I wanted a divorce, 
I like left and went to one of my girlfriend's houses because like I just didn't want to be home. And that is actually where I like met my boyfriend today. I met him that exact day I asked for a divorce. He doesn't remember because he was drunk. He remembers meeting me like the next time after that. But that friend got married and we stood up in a wedding together like a month later and then like started talking and stuff. And like he was honestly my savior through the whole thing because he had a house. So I could go just like stay at his house and I have two dogs. And like one of the things that my ex-husband did is he like threatened to like take the dogs when we we're like fighting over things in divorce. And so like he kept my dogs. My dogs lived at his house because I was like, he's never seen those dogs again. Like they're my dogs. He's not taking the dogs. And so like he was my savior and he was like so understanding and he never got like involved in any of it. He's like, this is your thing. Like you work through it, but like you can stay here and you can like be away from him. And, you know, you can always come here like when you need to. And I was like, just so appreciative of that because it allowed me to not be like in the toxicity of the house, like with him a lot of the times to be able to like stay strong and get through it. Because, you know, of course he's trying to like bring me back to like, you know, good memories or like why we should stay together. And so like, I just tried to like avoid that at all costs and like just never be home or be around him because I'm like, but like fast forward to now, when I look back at it, I think that I, at the time that I met him in the very like beginning of our relationship, that I was a very insecure person you know I had just gone through like this weight loss and transformation of myself and like met him at like when that was happening and so I spent a lot of my life just being picked on and like you know struggling with weight and like unhappy about that and so I didn't have enough time to myself in this like new life and body that I had built for myself to like be happy with myself before I met someone and so I feel like I was just very oh like he's good looking and he comes from a good area and and we can have fancy things together. And I was like trying to let that fulfill my happiness. So, you know, I look back now and just realize that like, I always have to make sure I'm happy with myself and like what I want for myself and do things for myself and like not let my partner or anybody else drive my decisions. So like I retrospect back on it. The only time I ever cried or got like emotionally upset about all of it was in the 10 months of marriage because I think I just knew in my heart that like it was never going to work and I wasn't doing the right thing trying to make it work. It's so interesting to me to hear you say that you had so many insecurities because I'm listening to your your story and about just how much of a badass you were like buying your <laughs> house and I mean losing 90 pounds is no small feat. So did you find yourself kind of coming into your own during that relationship or did it take you getting out of it to realize oh, I'm kind of amazing? <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both. I think probably like the second half of the relationship like I started I honestly think like my job helped a lot because it was like my first big girl job and it like helped me grow up and just see how other professional successful people act and live life and like so I think that was a big part of it but even my mom because I never told anybody but my best friend that he cheated on me like my mom didn't know like my dad like nobody knew and so when I like told him I was getting divorced and like had to tell my family what was going on my mom could not understand how I handled it the way I did that I wasn't just like sobbing and like emotionally distraught because in my younger years that's how I would have acted right so she was just like I can't believe that like you acted the way that you did and you just like took it so well she's like I wouldn't even be able to do that and my mom's kind of like one of those like badass women right I just think that like even the experience of the divorce and what I went through him like I was already on that like road to just being more secure with myself but that like solidified it for me that I settled for less than I should have 
when I like chose to actually get married to someone. Speaking of your coworkers, how did you handle that with your new manager? Like after your ex had sent that text, how did you patch things up? Was the car ride awkward as hell? Did you have to explain everything? Well, we didn't do the car ride together because I mean, it was like we were supposed to go on a Monday and this happened on a Saturday. So like we didn't we didn't drive together because he was like, no. And we never we never patched it up he, from that day forward. He never communicated with me in any way but verbally, like no email, no nothing and like I told him like I'm getting a divorce like I'm taking this seriously that's what I'm doing I'm getting a divorce like this will never happen again because like I'm not staying married to this person but like he I think just felt threatened right like he didn't want to like lose his job or like lose his family or lose anything and I only stayed in that job for like literally a year to the date and I tried to find a new job because I just knew that I wasn't able to repair the relationship and it was just like awkward. Yeah, because I can imagine, and this would be me catastrophizing with the manager. If somebody's husband is reaching out to me saying that like I'm the one being inappropriate, I'm thinking well, maybe maybe this coworker might actually be thinking like something's going to happen between us and maybe that's why she asked us to go on like this road trip. So I can totally understand why that would be way, <laughs> way too awkward and hard to repair. But just in terms of like the actual emotional stuff, I mean, it seems like you were able to like again put on your armor and move on were there things that you had to deal with emotionally looking back on the relationship and and as you were moving on yeah I mean I think you know the way that he would treat our sex life I did a lot of work to feel good about myself and he made me feel really bad about myself what I love about my boyfriend today is like I have fluctuated in weight during our relationship but like he loves me no matter what right like he doesn't care if I'm 150 pounds if I'm 300 pounds he shows me love every single day and And so I really think that that to me was like the most emotionally scarring thing is like not loving myself because someone was telling me that I wasn't good enough. Right. So I, I definitely struggled with that. And, you know, although I feel like he brought out a materialistic side in me that I didn't previously have, I really was like upset about the money. I mean, the reason I told the story on TikTok is because like I'm bitter about the money, right? Like I invested so much in that relationship and like paid for everything. Like just to give you an example, like he got a brand new car right before we got married. I lent him $5,000 so he could get a payment that he could afford monthly. Well, when you're married, even though like that was our agreement to each other, when you're married, you can't lend people money. So like that $5,000 was just washed away. You know, I couldn't like say he owes me $5,000. They look at my bank account and say that like he should get half of it. And I have a significant amount of money, like more than he does. And, you know, he took the boats. I let him take the boats because I didn't really want the boats. But, you know, and then that car. But then like half of the things in the house, I bought that house with my own money before him. He did not contribute to like purchasing that house. And then, you know, obviously we're together for, you know, like five, six years. So like we bought things together, but like just the entitlement he felt to like, my belongings and my things and I have to I had to like literally sift through room by room and like make lists of like okay this is what he can have this is what I can have and we had to like fight over every little materialistic thing that to me is like what I am like most bitter about in the whole situation more than like any uh, emotions about like feelings or or things like that because I just you don't ever marry someone thinking that they would do this to you, that they're literally going to nitpick like every single object in your house. And, you know, 
he also like wanted half of my 401k that I gained during the length of our marriage. And like he was entitled to half the equity that the house grew during the length of our marriage. So I had to pay him $17,000. So I paid him $17,000, $7,000 for my lawyer, like half my things. He got the boats, he got a Cadillac. I mean, so to me, that's like what any anger I still have left is about that. But I also have just like made a goal to be like, okay, well, like I'll replenish back where I was because I was fortunate enough to be able to pay him out. Like some people would have to sell their house to pay someone out, you know? So I was just fortunate enough to be able to do it. So, you know, I've just built myself back up and I actually like moved really far away from where I used to live. So there's just no reminders or anything. And like my life is just like totally new and different now. Oh my God. I really feel for that. I'm like, I'm looking at my apartment right now, like having to make an itemized list of everything and then having to pawn that off. I mean, I'm sure you had really great times in your relationship, but they kind of came in like a snake in the grass and just again, took half, which is why I see so many divorce lawyers on my TikTok saying, get a prenup, get a prenup, get a prenup. Nobody thinks that's going to happen. But I did hear a really interesting quote from a divorce lawyer that says that the person that you marry is usually the same person that you divorce. It's just who they are deep down. But what would you say has been your biggest takeaway from moving on from this experience? Because I mean, I'm happy to hear that you're in a new relationship and you seem to be doing good. But what did you gain from all the things that you lost? Well, you know, I think that when it was all happening, I was like, I'm never going to get married again because it was like all about like the money stuff. And then, you know, the boyfriend that I'm with now, we've been together for six and a half years now. And, you know, we have made the decision that we're never going to get married. And and the reason we've made that decision is because he has a special needs child. So like benefit wise, it doesn't make sense to get married because he gets like better benefits not being married to me. But with that said, like, it's not something that matters. Like my ex-husband, it was like, we have to get married. Like, let's get married. Like he wanted his name like added to the house once we got married. All these things. I'm in a relationship where I know that I am genuinely with someone who isn't like that. If it doesn't work out, I already know he was in a relationship before me for 13 years. And he literally walked out with one pair of jeans, two t-shirts and a hoodie. And that's all he took. And he started all over again. I just know I'm with someone who's not going to be after my things or my finances or my money and like he is in the relationship because he chooses to be happy and I'm choosing to be happy with him and like we don't have fights about who's paying the bills or like how much money we just agree on everything it's not like a nitpick if I want to go spend $250 on makeup he's not gonna say anything to me about it I feel like to me that's the biggest takeaway is that like when you choose to like live life with someone that you should be living life with them because you're you you genuinely love them and it's not about any of the things that are around you in your relationship and we could have nothing and be totally happy so uh, to me that's the biggest takeaway is that being materialistic is exactly that being materialistic that i'm not that kind of person and i just feel like you also can't really be in a genuine healthy relationship if that is like something that's like one of your number one priorities no 100 percent. i mean it sounds like you found your perfect match somebody who also got out of a relationship but took nothing what's your advice for people going through a divorce because i know that's a harrowing experience to have to a say goodbye to the person like you said that you thought was going to spend the rest of your life with but then there's all the bullshit that comes along with it like having to make lists of all your stuff 
Yeah, I mean, my advice would be just remember why you made the decision and try to stay strong in your personal beliefs because you had a personal belief that you made that decision that this is what you wanted to do. And so you need to remember that through the process because there's a lot of like up and down emotions or like the communications that you are like forced to have with them. Don't spend your time with tears. Spend your time planning for what's next for you. You know, we'll be back on Thursday with another breakdown bonus episode chatting about cheating and marriage and divorce. I mean, you know, just lighthearted topics per usual. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.